Welcome, one and all, to a new episode, 58 that is, of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast dedicated to everything Moon Knight. And yeah, well that about covers it actually. I'm Connor, one half. And I am your other half, Ray. And uh, we have a very special guest tonight on the show, as well as we'll be doing a review of the latest Max Bemis and Jason Burroughs run, which is issue 198, Onslaught of the Sadists. So, grab your issues, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Yes, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We have another great episode. Always great to get a modern modern issue done, the new one fresh off the presses, and of course, we are joined by Looney Dustin, straight from our Facebook group, You've, if you're in there, you can see him chatting around, having a, just a great old time with us, uh, we're very glad and blessed to have you on the show, Dustin, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I am fantastic, raring to go, what about yourself, Ray? Yeah, I'm very excited as well, happy to have Dustin on as well, we can chalk that up to... Uh... Yet uh, another loony that has come onto the show, which is fantastic because, um, <laughs> like I say, you know, comics is for everyone and our podcast is for everyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, welcome, Dustin. It's, it's fantastic to, to, to have you on the show and uh, looking forward to discussing this issue with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Um, look, before we before we go into our um, usual format, um, and I know this isn't an Isla Ra, but uh, yeah, just want to um, grab a quick quick intro to yourself, Dustin. Um, can you maybe introduce yourself to the other loonies and uh, just quickly, you know, how, how you got into comics? Uh, where are you based as well? Um, yeah, Dustin, my name. Uh, I'm located in Maryland, like right about an hour outside Baltimore. I'm oh, sorry, no, I just moved to Pennsylvania. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> uh, I'm still right, on, right near Maryland um, and uh, I didn't really get into reading comics probably until I was 20 or so and I could afford them on my own mm-hmm. so that's about, about 2010-ish um, that's a good year and, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was right around when you know, Convergence and Secret Wars and all that stuff was going on Ah, yes, so that, yes. that was a good time to get into it um hmm. And yeah, it's kind of been, you know, an addiction ever since. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic. Actually, I've just reminded Dustin as well. We we do have Dustin lined up for an Isla Ra as well, so we will get into all those details as well. But um, also, um, just I guess generally, how you how have you been finding Moon Knight just overall? Um, you know, I've I really like the character, and uh, I, I've liked Beamus's run, and I. I started reading with Lemire and I really mm-hmm. loved that that was like kind of what got me hooked on Moon Knight and mm-hmm. I just started kind of like sinking into um uh Ellis's run I got the first yep. trade like about a month and a half ago and I read I tore through that you enjoying that yeah I really liked it um yeah. it's just hard to find so yeah right because <laughs> yeah Connor I mean like we we've discussed this before as well but um and and Putting this to you, Dustin, as well. It might it must be hard because coming off Lemire as as your first Moon Knight, I guess, introduction, it's a pretty high bar set. Yeah, I mean, I actually looking back, I when I started reading that, I knew literally nothing about Moon Knight's yeah. character. 
And I don't know how I knew what the hell was going on when I read that. <laughs> have, have, have you reread it since? Or yeah, I, I reread it. I'm like, how the hell did I? Like, I didn't know who Frenchie was. I didn't know who Marlene was. I didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, that, that's great. And you know, we've got Bemis's uh, Bemis's run, which is cool as well. But mm-hmm. but Connor, um, what what you been up to? It's been a while. Yeah, kind of like back on the scope. We've had some fantastic people. Uh, filling in, doing their own cool things yeah. on the show, some Isla Ra's, but we're back pro- properly behind the desk. Uh, I've been well, it's been good, catching up on my comics. It was a pretty great re- uh, week this week. We had Moon Knight, X-23, Submerged, a bunch of great little comics I love. So, and um, Oh, just a yeah, big shout-out to how active the um, group's been as well. So many people sharing their own creations. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff like that. There's been a lot of... Great content on there. Oh, so yeah, I'll links look... everywhere to get into that. And, uh, yeah, just really happy with how everything's going. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've got a, I've got a single out as well. A big shout out to I think Caitlin. Um, she had made this Conchu. Did you guys see that on the group? She made that mm. that Conchu cosplay helmet thingy. Uh, bloody awesome! And, and there was a picture of um, I think it was part of the the full costume of the whole bird. Uh, con- you know the the what is it the death armor. For Moon Knight, um, oh, really? That. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Have to, I have to look it up. Yeah, really, really good uh, cosplay, and it's another aspect, I guess, that we can explore as well, cosplaying, because there are a few cosplayers uh, in the Looney group. Um, but um, but kind of schemed. What what um what com- comic is that? Uh, what's this? Sorry, schemed. Did you say? Oh, submerged. Sorry, not submerged. Oh, submerged is a great little one out through um, <laughs> Vault Comics by. Uh, Vida Ayala, who will be uh, leading the Marvel Knights. Oh, nice. One of the four, where we hope to see uh, Moon Knight. Um, yeah. With uh, Art by Lisa Still on Long Lost. It's just this great little mix of family, horror, you know, Greek mythology, and this uh, the tale of a, this woman going after her lost brother in this uh, in a subway tunnel that opens up to something so much more in the middle of a rainstorm. Cool. Nice one. And, and Dustin... Um... Comics-wise as well, say, like this past week, uh, what what are some of the, the gems that you've picked up? Um, well, uh... Or, or been up. reading, sorry. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, um, I grabbed the uh, the Harley Quinn Gossamer um, thing that he did. I'm a big Harley Quinn fan, so I pretty much nice. get everything that she's in. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, been, I've been finishing up Saga. I still haven't finished the last issue. Oh, uh, yeah, so you... Huh? Nearly up to date, yeah? Nearly up to date yeah, with that? Yeah, I forget what the number is, but I, it's that last one. That I'm kind of like uh-huh. hesitant to read it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I've heard it say it's a gut punch. Um, yeah. Black Hammer, um, stuff like Ooh, that. Oh, awesome. Good yeah, stuff. I read that last issue that he did. It was like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. Of the original series? Or are you talking about the... Um, it's the, the Age of Doom one. Age, oh, okay. Like, the latest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've got to catch up on Black Hammer. I haven't done much yeah. of... Um, there's so much good stuff out there, really. Seriously, uh, yeah. It's um, oh, God, what have I been reading? Um, reading a lot of old stuff, but um, was that was that last week? I kind of lose count. West Coast Avengers was that last week? I or think the week that before? was one of yeah, maybe last week or the week before. Uh, okay, that, that's bloody good. Mm. Yeah, Punisher I've read, which is good. The new one out, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Anyway, loonies, we are here for, for Moon Knight, um, and 
what we have now, we, we've got a little bit of a new segment as well, which will be hopefully a regular. Um, we have our correspondent, the man on the streets, Tommy, uh, and he, uh, I think we'll just throw it to him now. He has uh, some of all of the latest news, Moonlight related. Take it away, Tommy. Hello, loony listeners. I'm your man on the street with the word on the street on this week's White Noise. Only a few items of which to be aware, including the typical slew of clickbait articles from the usuals. Not worth our time. But Daredevil and Captain America stunt actor Chris Brewster has shown interest in playing Moon Knight in maybe a future show or movie. He's no stranger to the world of Marvel, performing stunts in both the MCU and Marvel Netflix shows. While most of his work has been as Matthew Murdock or Daredevil's stunt double, so too has he performed in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 3, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., among other Marvel properties. So looking at his images on imdb.com, he looks like he could absolutely pull off Mark Spector. He's a big guy, strong guy, um, kind of has that scruffy look that you know we might see with Ben Affleck's Batman that might give... Mark or even Jake Lockley, uh, an interesting look. But again, this is only hearsay. Not much happening there. And then really finally, the most important news, I think, is the announcement that Max Bemis' Moon Knight will end with issue number 200 releasing in October. And I think that that's probably pushing toward the declining sales. Um, in November, uh, with issue 188, uh, with the legacy numbering, that was Max Bemis' first issue and the first issue of Moon Knight for several years, almost 51,000 issues sold to stores, at least according to Comicron.com and Diamond Publishing's uh, previews uh, numbers. But then later on that month, at the end of November with issue 189, there had been a loss of roughly 27,000 issues. Uh, meaning that only about 23,000 issues shipped. And then from that point forward, moving into issue 190, was the month of December, 191 in January, 192 in February, uh, 193 in March, there was a steady decline from that original 50,000, which makes sense, it's the first issue that came back, but to that number 23,000 with only roughly 20,000 issues being sold in March. There was a bit of an uptick with issue 194 in April and issue 195 in May. Uh, Roughly 23,000 issues were sold. But then with our most recent data for issue 197 in the month of July, only 18,000 issues were sold to local stores um, through direct orders, through previews. So when you figure that Bemis' run has been averaging 21,000 copies from issue 189 at the end of November to issue 197 here at the end of July, it makes sense that Marvel might be rethinking the creative team for that property. Um, it is important to note, though, that that average run of roughly 21,000 copies is pretty typical for many titles. But when you are trying to compete with, say, Dark Knight's Metal, which uh, at times sold, I believe, over 100,000 issues, um, Batman, which regularly sells anywhere between 60 to 90,000 issues, Detective Comics, Action Comics, um, the big name titles from from DC, or even the larger titles from Marvel. If you figure with the refresh for both Thor and Doctor Strange, they've been selling in the near forty to fifty thousand uh, copies per month over the, the first several issues that have been released this year. 
So maybe Moon Knight is just not a profitable line for Marvel. Um, maybe they do not like where Bemis is going uh, with the direction. But I do think to honor Max Bemis' run here, um, his entire time from issue 188 to the culminating big issue of 40 plus pages with issue 200 coming in October, um, his take on Moon Knight has been reflective and I think it's been um, an attempt for him to share his experience um, over the last couple years to show how he has survived, how he has um, been able to get to a better place in his life, much as Mark Spector, uh, for many reasons, I think, has been moving from a individual that was unable to cope with the world around him and now into a better place where he has time for his family. Um, with Marlene and, and, and Beatrice and so I'm excited to see where issue 199 and, and issue 200 go but again as is usual with Moon Knight not much news bit of sad news that the run is ending with issue 200 but I am optimistic and we'll see where Marvel takes our favorite character so that's it for White Noise and the word on the street from your man on the street so keep your ear close to the ground and your gaze ever upon the watchful eye of the moon Yes, thank you, Tommy, for that. That was a, a nice recap of what is out and about at the moment, all Moon Knight related or thereabouts. Um, I'll ask Connor, Connor first. I mean, um, we've got a bit, you know, a few points here on the news as well. Um, the first one, actually, for both of you guys, the first one, the big, the big goodbye to Max Bemis on two hundred. How do we feel about that? Yeah, I um, actually, I'll let you go first, Dustin. Um, yeah, I mean. It's uh, sad because you don't we don't know what where the you know, Moon Knight's going from there. It's kind of he's kind of up in the air at the moment, so that's mm. upsetting. And you know I've been a fan of the run, and uh, so that's you know. But I'm a big advocate of you know rotating artists yeah. and uh, writers out of characters because eventually it just starts to get stale. Yes. Yeah. So. We always we always tend to go fall into these same traps, don't we? Of like. Um... Of like, oh, I was hoping that they would have stayed longer for a longer run, but you know, twelve is a good twelve issues is a good slab, you know, and and it is not out of the ordinary. And if you look at Jeff Lemire, fourteen issues, same kind of thing. But we look fondly at that arc as well. There's no reason why we can't look fondly as as Bemis's run um, as a particular chapter in Moon Knight's canon. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got their own style, so it's good to get yeah a new new look you know of the character on there exactly and, and connor what, what are your thoughts yeah well i mean i feel like i'm kind of sad about it because i think this issue especially just kind of showed how much i think bemis had in him for this run so it's pretty sad i mean it's a great stint and i've loved so many runs that have sadly you know fallen to the cancellation mm. and i think Bemis does so many great little minis as well. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's already got things planned for the future. And I think um, just in general, I think uh, obviously Max Bemis posts a lot about his uh, his group yep. and a lot of stuff going on in his uh, personal life on Twitter. So I just want to give some uh, big love while we're here to Max Bemis. Oh yeah, big love. Uh, love his work and mm. uh, wish him all the best and excited to see where he goes next. And we'll all be there from Full Killer to Moon Knight to... Yeah, you know, worst X Men ever. <laughs> Always, yeah. yeah, and absolutely, and it's great to hear that he's turned that corner as well. And, and yeah, as you say, I um, just want to um, reiterate. Yep, 
all the all the warmest wishes to to Max Bemis and, and his family and and um, for for writing that um, that document that he released um, about say anything was really good. Uh, must have been tough, um, but yeah, he's a he's a champ in our eyes. So so great stuff. Um, also, Connor, you've mentioned you've got some notes here on Infinity Warps. Yeah, well, this kind of ties in. So we've heard as well that um, the Arachnite uh, 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 two-parter that Max Bemis is going to be writing, uh, the first issue has been delayed, and then the second issue will be taken over by Dennis Hopeless in uh, November. Ooh. Dustin, are you familiar with Dennis? Uh, Not Dennis, with, uh, yeah, with Dennis. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's the first time I've heard his name mentioned before. I've never really heard Oh. He is an awesome. We need to get you on the good stuff. Yes, is... he is an awesome writer. Yep. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, well, very good. Uh, Connor, you, you'd 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 um, I guess recommend say Spider Woman. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Spider Woman, Dustin Definitely. is first bloody good run. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Arena. Avengers Arena is absolutely okay. awesome. Uh, what's the other one? Legions of Legions of Monsters. Is that it? Monsters. Yes. Yeah. That's the... Great. With Elsa Bloodstone, he's a really good, really mm. easy to. Um, I don't know. I think he he's got the right the right balance of humor and, and action and drama. Um, mm-hmm. it just makes him very very easy to um, to read in in the good way. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like I like humor mixed in with you know drama and all that. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a level of quirkiness. I'm thinking of more of um, his use of Roger, who, aka the Porcupine in, in Spider Woman, very much uh, intrinsically linked to the whole overall drama of. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, Dustin, it's about uh, Jessica Drew's uh, pregnancy and her and her first child. Um, oh, I remember. Okay, I do remember. I you know that one? I, I remember yeah. the the story and everything. I just didn't know who did it. Yeah, oh, he is really good. But anyway, Roger's obviously part of it, the drama. But he also is a bit of comic relief because he's a bit of a Z level, Z tier character. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, highly recommend that um, as well. And Connor, finally, you were talking about some. There are some appearances as well. Um, for yeah, Luna. Moon Knight getting love this week. Uh, like I said, X twenty three, love in the series by Mariko Tomaki, yeah. Juan Cabal. Some other great creatives. Uh, there's just a little very yeah. just checking through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody contacts! You see, uh, Spectre M, I believe, in there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Just good. So you know. Yeah, I mean that, that's and, it's pretty random. Uh, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that she would have had Mark Spectre in the list. He, he's a pretty um, lone wolf, but yeah, I was always happy to see. And uh, just in the Daredevil annual, which I haven't read, but um, Rebecca shared a preview, which I'll link in there. But it's this amazing kind of like child book style page yeah. with a bunch of the. Uh, ground level heroes and you've got uh moon knight holding a bunch of uh crescent dart shaped balloons flying through the air while the punisher shoots cupcakes guns and <laughs> all this amazing stuff so we'll link that it's a good time and actually i think that i hear that uh annual is pretty good but i need to catch up on my uh daredevil mm, daredevil's daredevil's been going really well actually i've been really enjoying it of late um i wasn't a total fan of charles soul at the beginning of it i thought i mean to me it was a little bland, um, but yeah, it's 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 chugging along, which is good. And yeah, that, that's kind of wraps it up for me. Just a yeah, yeah, nice one. Well, fun little bit. Um, so that was our our news. Just a, a little bit of tidbits there, and as well, um, 
the the word from the streets from your man on the streets, Tommy. Um, so hopefully we'll have that uh, as a as a regular thing if um, if Tommy's up for it. Um, but yeah, that was our that was our new segment. I think we might just go quickly to a short break before uh, we get cracking into the review. All right. Well, let me ask you this then: If there was one comic character you'd want to spread the good word on, who would it be? Hmm. Look, that would have to be Superman. He is your bastion of good behaviour. Yeah, I reckon Soup. I mean, I was going to say Moon Knight. Moon Knight, he's alright. Moon Knight, he wants to fight. A Moon Knight. Uh, I thought, I mean, I think he's a really good role model, but whatever. Superman, Superman makes sense, I guess. Yeah, probably Superman then. Fine, I'll agree. Hi, I'm Connor, a fan of truth, justice and the Australian way. And I'm Ray, Lex Luthor sympathiser and Brainiac groupie. And we're your hosts for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast where two Australians, one superfan and one newbie to Superman, cover everything, anything Superman. And it's going to be awesome. We're even going to dress up as Superman. Um, I'll probably be more like Bizarro, but sure. So coming soon, make sure you guys keep an ear out. Look forward to catching you then. Welcome back, loonies. Yes, we are now up to our main part of the episode. This episode, we are looking at... The latest Max Bemis and Jason Burroughs issue, 198. So, before anything, why don't we go... Uh, I, can't, I can't say over the moon. Why don't we um, look at our Luna pick? <laughs> <laughs> the moon will not tolerate your interference. Right. Um, so, Connor... Would you be able to do the honours um, of the credits for tonight's episode? Oh, of course. So, this issue, we uh, have writer Max Bemis, uh, uh, back again, penciler Jason Burrows, with inker Guilmero Ortega, colorist Matt Miller, who I believe did the last issue as well, mm-hmm. uh, letterer VC's Corey Petit, cover artist Becky uh, Clunan, and design Nick Russell. Uh, we've got associate editor Mark Bazo and editor Jake Thomas as well, leading this little section of the uh, of the uh, Marvel Universe, the street level. Awesome stuff. And uh, for loonies that have not heard before, this is our Lunar Pick for this week, which is uh, the current issue. And actually, I would also like to, before we get into it, just mention that we do sync everything with the phases of the moon. So I believe it is the waning gibbous at the moment and for those uh people that are into the moon um they would know that that usually is our isla ra sessions now with our current issues coming out that usually takes precedence over anything else so that is why we are doing of course issue 198 but fear not for those that have read our newsletter we will be releasing an isla ra session uh in a couple of days time just after this 
um, to make up for the phases of the moon. So keep your eyes and ears out for that as well. And that will be an Isla Ra with none other than fellow high priest Rebecca. So Connor and I um, really do have a good chat with Rebecca about that. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, and for those who don't know about this lunar pick, what we usually do is um, I'll actually, and I'll give you some time now, Dustin, because I'm going to throw it on you. <laughs> we'll, uh, we usually ask someone to give us the sliver, which is basically a very short summation of the issue that we're to review. And that will then just be followed by a free-for-all discussion about, you know, good points, bad points, um, what you'd like to see, where the issue was heading. And we will round that out with a, uh, a moon rating based on, again, the phases of the moon. So, I hope I have stalled enough for you, Dustin, for you to come up with something. Could you please deliver us the sliver? All right. So, in this issue of Moon Knight number 198, um, we find Mark Spector in the clutches of the Society of Sadists. And um, they make him go through these trials. He has to fight a dolphin and uh, <laughs> some sort of, I guess he was an animal cruelty guy. I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he was, I'm not sure why he's in paper mache, but, um, <laughs> and then he gets psychoanalyzed and just a whole bunch of grueling trials he has to go through. You um, so spend some time inside his head talking with Jake and Steve and Kanshu, um, and it ends with a big lead-in for the next issue. I guess they're going to have a big old fight. He's going to have to, uh, has to protect this little girl he found, and yeah. Mm. And, and funnily enough, though, and I guess we'll get into it, what your, your thoughts are, it is capped off with the end, right? So it's a very strange ending. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that. It's this end in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually um, missed that the first time and thought the next issue was following it on. Mm. Till, uh... Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe we can maybe we can kick off with that then. So, what do you think of um, of these short, basically two issue arcs compared to say the previous one, which was of the collective? Um, what are your thoughts on on overall how Bemis has treated treated the story and characters? Um, oh. oh, I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, you go ahead, Dustin. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I like short arcs, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with, especially with monthly comics, because if you get, you get like a four-issue arc, it's been four months since I read the first of that, you know, mm. typically. Yeah. So I, it was still pretty fresh in my mind when I read this. Um, yeah. So I, I like that. Um, I think I was my issue with the Sun King arc. It was just like by the time it ended... I forgot all the stuff that happened in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I had to re uh, reread and stuff. Mm. And how about you, Connor? Um, well, I mean, I think as long as the writer's got it in them, any arc can be whatever length and mm. still be good. Um, you know, I do feel, I think, I think I do sort of agree with a lot of people that these could always be longer. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are, can be unsatisfied with these, but as it stands, yeah. as much as I thought it could be longer, I thought this was a, it was a pretty strong arc. Yep. And if, as long as this, I guess, has repercussions in the next two issues, it won't feel like a waste. If it's kind of pushed to the side, then yep. I guess I'll kind of wonder mm -hmm. what was the point. But if we see this conducted in the next one, 
as we see Mark almost on a vacation to Brooklyn and then the big 200 issue, I think this arc will be uh, really worthwhile for something. And I think it does a lot within itself for a strong second parter, yeah. especially inside uh, Mark's mind. So, Yeah, that, that's a good point as well, Connor. If, if they do carry it on through in some capacity, then then for me, that then that would kind of justify it a bit more. Look, I, I'll, I'll take the other side of things as well. Um, I I much preferred the collective two-parter. I thought that was very successful as a two-parter, um, just with pacing-wise. For me, this second part, although I enjoyed it, it seemed it seemed a little rushed and just wrapped up really quickly. Mm. Um, and we'll get to the feedback at the moment uh, in a while, but there was a whole thing about, um, I think it was Geronimo Josh who was talking about the setup of characters. The first issue was fantastic. We got a lot of a lot of time was spent on those sadists and building them up, um, and then this second mm-hmm. issue they were they were just uh, you know disposed of quite easily by Moonlight, and I don't think they even utter a word. I mean they they were just beaten, um, and and the ending as well. It kind of threw me as well, like being being the end uh, at such a critical point where he's surrounded by everyone. Um, it is a it is a very unique ending, but. I kind of felt I don't know not not um I kind of felt uh not left short but just uh I don't know I just really hanging <laughs> where, where where and conflicted because it to me it it says the end so it's like really is that the end um so yeah I mean that's what I thought I thought it was uh, a little wrapped up a little too quickly but as you say look if they continue it in some capacity later on um, in the in the final two issues, then uh, we'll see where it goes. But um, but like really gorgeous art, I've got to say as well. And again, yeah. big props to Jason Burrows. And when you mentioned the credits there, Connor, I didn't realize uh, Matt Miller was a, the colorist there. So I wanted to give a shout out to the colorist. I thought it was going to be Lopez, but um, Miller, fantastic coloring here. Uh, um, thoughts on the Moon Knight purple suit? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I think this thing's uh, kind of made waves. I think it's I think it's pretty cool for the occasion. Mm. What can I say? I'm a fan of the white, but it just uh, it's thematically yeah. appropriate and looks really good in the fight scenes. Actually, yeah, especially with the like mood lighting that um, Miller obviously put into this. Yeah, uh, what, what are your thoughts, um, uh, Dustin, as well on the purple? Um, I like, it, especially um, in that last couple pages when he's in like that white room. Mm-hmm. He, he really like. I think if he was just in his mm-hmm. white outfit, he would kind of blend um yes so he really pops when he's like in there especially with like when he's jake in that little page yes um yeah i mean look to be honest as well when i first read it i thought it was just purely like the lighting and like the the scenario where he was the purple <laughs> but you're right actually when he goes into the like i'm looking at on the digital copy page 13 where he takes on the sadists and the background is predominantly purple as well so i thought it was just like a purple tinted room but you're rightly so. As he walks into that white room, he's still he's still purple, and I actually I was desensitized to that um, when when that happened. I, I just carried on that theme that he was in purple and or he was in white, but it was purple tins. Um, but yeah, purple's pretty cool. I think it looks um looks pretty good actually. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing more of it, uh, you know, down the track as well. Um. I guess, uh, 
what's the next point I wanted to jump into? I immediately lost it just as I wanted to say it. Oh yeah, I think um I think the real big standout of this issue is um I think there's a lot of funny parts at the start, but I think I might just dive into the second half, mm-hmm. um, where we see the big inner conflict of Mark and Jake and Conchu and all that inside his head. Uh, what do you guys think of this? This was uh, pretty full on and seemed to be the crux of the narrative by the end here. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great. Um, uh, sorry, Dustin, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I liked it. I like the. I always like it when we go inside of his you know head with Conchu and all them. And I think probably my favorite line of the issue is when uh, Jake says, um, "Sometimes horrible decisions have to be made even when Nazis are involved." I thought that was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. I thought that was a very Jake line. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved it as well. I love the um. So Bemis does include he does he doesn't totally ignore. I mean, and obviously as well, we're talking about Max Bemis's um, arc. He doesn't ignore the the mental side of things as well because this was. Mm. Predominantly a very action physical heavy issue, right? So um, you could easily it could easily have been an all stops, uh, you know, just uh, you know, guns blazing, crescent dart throwing issue of him going through his trial, which was a lot of fun. But um, I thought he broke it up really well by having these conversations with Jake and by um, yeah, and by and by looking at that. I mean that page where uh, let me try and find it. Page digital copy page twelve. Where you see the other aspects, um, and they're all in ruins, right? I mean, so mentally, mm-hmm. um, they're you know they're in ruins with um, with the old mytholo- mythological armor on. Uh, I thought it was a really nice touch and a really nice uh, insight into his mind yet again. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was really good. Um, Jake Lockley again, I, I think, steals the show as one of the personas. <laughs> so, so yeah, for sure. And and I like the touch of how. Um, just visually, how when Jake takes over, like Mark Spector, literally just grows a moustache, you know, in the room, <laughs> you know, yeah, whether that be just yeah. I wasn't sure if that he literally grew that or if that's just no, like no. how he sees himself. Yeah, no, no, yeah, of course, it, it's, yeah. it's just a, a visual, a visual <laughs> cue. But that'd be uh, a weird think... superpower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can I can grow hair. That's fantastic. <laughs> No, no, it, it, for sure. It's it just a visual cue, but it, it was a really good, I think a really cool way of doing it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think they did that um, to an extent. I think in issue 189, when he's in those train tunnels, I think from memory, Jake comes out. Oh, no, he doesn't. He just takes off his mask, doesn't he? But there was a visual cue to know that that was Jake Lockley um, in uh, taking over his body, um, if that makes sense. Um also, okay, what what do you guys think of um, any idea as to who this little girl is towards the end? Random? Or, um... Yeah, I just assumed she was probably just kidnapped from her parents off the straight off the street or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's kind of what I assumed. I, I wonder if uh, it leads into if it leads into the next arc somehow, because again, we're left with this thing hanging at the end of the last page. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, for one, for a little bit of me, like <laughs> a very small amount of time, I I thought it was Danielle from um, the daughter <laughs> of Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones, um, <laughs> yeah, well. because she's pop. You know, her name's been popping up in um, that Hunt for Wolverine, and look, I've been reading the Luke Cage, the digital original, um, and she's in that as well. So yeah, I just I just thought um, it could have been, but. Probably, probably not. I think. 
Um, also, what else do we have here? We also have, of course, the um, the big elephants in the room here. Uh, Dustin, we also have cameo appearances from Full Killer, mm-hmm, as well yeah. as... Full Killer! Yeah, as well as Morpheus, as well. Why don't we, why oh, don't we yeah, attack, yeah. attack uh, Morpheus first? What, what did you think of Morpheus's appearance here and depiction? Um... Well, I'm I'm not terribly familiar with him, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like his lines and stuff. I, I mean, I was kind of a. I guess I couldn't really judge the characterization of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. You know, it's only literally one page. Yeah, literally yeah. one page of him. Yes, that's true. But you know, there's a lot in it as well. He's slurping a, um, a soft drink, which is very unlike him, I think. <laughs> Um, yeah, when would have been the last time we saw Morpheus? Would that have been... Was he invented to the Moon Knight? I thought he was in Resurrection War. I thought that was the last time we saw him. Oh, when he died... I mean... When he died in that helicopter maybe. crash. But I could be wrong, but... Um, I'm just going to do a quick check, because uh, we're uh, full of uh, facts yeah. straight now, Noggins. But that was a long um, that was a long time ago. Even <clears throat> if it's Vengeance of the Moon Knight, that was a... I actually... Moon I think, Knight, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, that was when the asylum, right? Because it was Bushmaster. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I remember him alongside. Um, yeah, yeah, Bushman. So we're talking um, two thousand. What's that? Two thousand seven? Two something like that. That's a what? It's like ten years ago. Ten years, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's popped up here. Um, yeah, he he was it was a pretty it was pretty cool to see him. I thought. Um, I don't think he did much in the way. I mean, apart from hosting the fourth trial, uh, there's not much here other than him just putting um, Mark Spector through the ringer, really. But you don't really even even see much of that. I mean... Yeah, he... Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, what was that? You found it? Oh, um... Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, he's kind of a one-panel, uh, one-page joke in here, but I guess it kind of leaves you a lot of questions as to what he's been up to all this year, just to be slurping up these drinks he obviously seems to be just living some sort of quiet life <laughs> yeah retired you know giving the whole villainy thing a game away um yeah i don't know he's a good villain i mean he's very i'd like to see him used i think we must we mm. must have mentioned this ages ago connor as well when we were dreaming about who would love to see in in the bemis run um he would be a really good villain to use i mean of course you have your stained glass scarlet she's i think she'd be great Great to see her in in some detail mm-hmm. capacity, but Morpheus he is um, for Dustin. In case you don't know too much about him, he's actually quite quite um, powerful compared to Moon Knight. He he controls ebon energy. Um, he can cast illusions. He uh, mm. he can get into your dreams, stuff like that. He's a very strong character, um, and he's one of the first that that Moon Knight tussled with. Um, but uh, and, and he gains his energy from. Uh, I believe it's it's lack of sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the less Airborne energy. Yeah. The less he sleeps, the more powered up. It's like a battery. The more powered up he okay. gets. Yeah. 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 I'm in. Yeah. Is um sorry, Connor. Oh, I I I mean I I guess if you've listened long enough, you know I never shut up about Moon Knight Volume One issues twenty two and twenty three, yeah. which are big Morpheus issues. Yep. Um, I adore those. I think he can be used fantastically. And he does so much. And um, you're right. I think 
Moon Knight Resurrection War was the last time we saw him in a Moon Knight book. Wow. He appeared once in a Doctor Strange issue oh. and they fear itself tie in, which I've never read, but oh, I no. do now remember he was in that for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. Oh my god. So what's that? I mean I'm just gonna look yeah. at the timing. I reckon early early two thousands or something. Surely. Yeah, well, I mean, since his last Moon Knight appearance, that's been uh, 20 years. 20 years, bloody hell. <laughs> 20 years. Wow. Oh, God. And actually, I want to shout out again to Mr. Burrows, Jason Burrows. I do like the depiction of Morpheus's face. Mm. He's kind of modernized it, um, and it it looks, how shall I say, without sounding a bit silly, it looks more realistic um, than, <laughs> than his other iterations, early iterations. The earlier iterations, he had almost like these really big bug eyes, um, which mm. which I think was the fact that, you know, because he never slept, um, so his eyes were just really open. Over here, it's really cool. So what Burroughs does is that gives him the full red. So if you can imagine, I can imagine fully bloodshot, hasn't slept in ages, um, <laughs> hollowed out eyes. They're really, really cool, I think. Um Really good depiction. Um, how about also uh, Full Killer? This is a big one. I know it's Rebecca's, one of Rebecca's favourites. <laughs> um, uh, Dustin, do you know much about Full Killer? Um, I didn't at the time, but I, I looked him up after I read it, and I was reading mm-hmm. about him. Um, pretty cool character. Um, I didn't, I guess, Bemis wrote the, this iteration of him. The um, Yes. What's his name? Craig Salinger? Yep. Um so that was, a little, that was cool. He kind of put his own guy in there. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of you tend to see this with writers and, and artists, don't you? Um, like they they obviously have their faves and and they like to um yeah like to include what they've been writing because I guess you're comfortable with with the character, so you know the character. Um, and it's easy to slot them into whatever you're doing now. Uh, I think I mentioned in one in in the group. Similar to remind me of uh, Declan Shelby when he did that one shot choosing sides in um, Civil War oh, Two. Yeah, yeah. So that was a story essentially about Nick Fury, but it had him um, prancing around as Moon Knight, and that was pretty cool because obviously <laughs> Declan Shelby strong connection with Moon Knight there. But um, yeah, Bemis. Uh, if you haven't read again, another another gem to to pick up there, Dustin. If you haven't read Bemis's Full Killer. Um, I'm sure Rebecca can convince you. <laughs> um, she loves it. It is absolutely, it's a ripper of a read. Uh, mm, very special little run. Yeah. It's like not, it's like not your standard superhero fare, but it's a very thoughtful, um, depiction of, of Salinger. Uh, mm. it still has its violence in there as well. After all, he's a full killer, yeah. but it was really cool to see these guys go head to head, like, albeit on the couch here. Um, and, I don't know. I think I've always I've always wondered what it would be like if Moon Knight went into therapy um, under under Full Killer, and and we, and we get it here. It's really good. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, actually, um, in a uh, just do a bit of sizzle here. We've got a, a Isla Ra coming up with the uh, <laughs> Danielle from the group. We'll be covering Full Killer issue five. So, oh, lovely. Who has read it? Catch up now for us to discuss that uh, fantastic finale. Ah. Oh. Thumbs up for for Danielle for picking Full Killer. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, look, the other thing as well, I just want to talk about. I found very random, and I think our fellow Looney, the power of Chad, elucidated a bit more on this. Uh, the Dolphin Day Five. 
<laughs> this was totally out of the blue, I thought. Um, sure, like dolphins are very friendly and you have this horror in the last two panels where Moon Knight is just eating this thing uh, with blood everywhere. <laughs> blood everywhere. Totally random. Um, <laughs> we did we did give it a bit of a scoop. Um, I think Bemis did mention that there would be a dolphin involved somewhere. <laughs> so um, we see it now. Thank you, thank you, Max Bemis. Uh, what did you What did you both think of um, Connor? What did you think of this dolphin thing? <laughs> well, it's. I mean, when I think uh, trial of the sadist, I guess you could expect something like this, but uh, like a dolphin just... infected with rabies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's um that's kind of the big part of this issue um, that I can't want to get onto. So I'll let you guys. T- Discuss your thoughts on the dolphin, and then I'll get back yeah. to you. Because oh. I mean, I'm just staring at this two-page spread now. Okay, just uh, um, quite a Dustin. What do you reckon then? Um, see, at first, I didn't realize he was drinking the water. I I, I thought that it was evaporating slowly. Oh yeah. Um, and then I realized he was drinking. It. He was slurping it there. Uh, I thought it was. I thought the the, the at the end um, when one of the hooded figures is like, "Don't eat that." Rabies versus dolphin meat. But that was funny. Was like, what are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a very, yeah, very. It's a nice balance again. That balance of very comical, but kind of very horrifying as well. Yeah. Um, that first moment, that second panel where the dolphin's kind of on its back and he's in full, you know, full dive with the the uh, crescent dart, just about to kill it. I was, like, I was just going, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? But um, these sadists, I guess you you come up with um. Very strange, very strange rituals. Um, the second troll. Oh, sorry, Connor. Before we go into the second troll, but you. Um, so, what were you alluding to with the dolphin? Well, I guess this comes up to the whole thing. I think um, when we get into our final thoughts, I'll go on to this a bit more. But I think this issue works in a weird way of being like we talked about on the uh, Burroughs Isle of Ra, where we kind of discuss the uh, Harlan Ellison Daredevil mm-hmm. issue. I always love a situation where heroes just absolutely just you know thrown in the deep end and just left to left to so little to try and survive and every act is just a new act of desperation and um mm-hmm. you know exhaustion and it, it's an issue like that but it's so contrasted against the style of humor as well in the first half from the dolphin to full killer to morpheus's casual outfit you know i yeah. think and i think a big part of this issue comes down to whether you work with that style of a uh, um, humor as well against this like really macabre sadistic mm. setting yeah i don't know it, it very much i don't know i, mean, I haven't read too much of bemis and stuff but yeah th- this is very distinct like if you look at this run compared to other moon knight runs there's a very distinct balance between this kind of quirky humor and and this full-on violence which is um which kind of gives it a really different flavor i think from other other runs um uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to point out also as well, again, with the action sequences of, say, the fifth trial of page 13, I think Burroughs has done an awesome job. And he, he spoke about this on the Isle of Ra um, when we had him uh, on our 50th episode about uh, how much fun it was to, you know, just kind of prove to everyone that he can do action sequences. And um, I just love following the movement of of uh, this whole page, so digital copy page 13, where he kind of starts off, you know, with a left kick to that dude with the tattoos and the piercing. <laughs> um, but then you can see it, like, you can see it logically. And then he 
he'll bring his right arm across and he'll he'll uh, kind of hook that um the the gangster um she's got the um the guns at him i don't know how she missed him look how close she is with him <laughs> um but yeah but then you see also uh as well then he he uses the uh, the crescent darts to get that that serial killer uh and then it makes sense to to whip around and elbow that um the photographer um, and smash him, and again, you get all your burrows is um, blood and and gore. Um, it's really good. I think <laughs> Miller's done really well with the bruising. I know we're getting into the details here, but you see the guy's nose, like instant oh, bruise. Yeah. yeah, really, um, really attention to detail there. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think it's great. Without sounding weird, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's very cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, also, as well, look before um, before we go. Any further as well, um, there was a small thing that I wanted to talk about, um, and maybe I can ask you guys as well, um, from Tommy, he mentioned, so there are two big quotes in this um, in, in this, uh, this issue, and one of them is from Jeffrey Dahmer, who, mind you, was mentioned in, I believe it was the 188 issue. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the serial... Like, one of America's or the world's, you know... Worst, worst ser- yeah. Serial killers, yeah. And so, towards the end of the issue, uh, it's a quote from him saying, The killing was a means to an end. That was the least satisfactory part. I mean, that's quite a, a grisly quote um, to, to say. So, that implies that it was everything leading up to it, all these sadistic notions... Um, that led up to the actual final act of killing was the more satisfying. Um, Dustin, do you know much on Jeffrey Dahmer, just in general, I guess? Um, not to sound weird, but yeah, I do. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you can. Uh, yeah, maybe shed some light to some loonies who um, aren't that familiar with him. Well, I, that's really true. Like, I never heard that quote before, but that's definitely true. Like, what he wanted was someone to control. And mm. what he kept he kept failing at it, so he would kill people. Like he did lobotomies on people and all this other stuff. So he really was like a sadist in the yeah. definition of the word. So I thought that was pretty. To quote him was pretty um, apt for this society that he's kind of fighting now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm racking my brain just to think of some examples of. Because I had read up on him ages ago, um, but the stuff that he'd do was uh, was quite horrific. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, was, it was. Yeah, he, he was basically was he basically um, he'd pick up um, guys from from clubs, right, and, and yeah. basically try to I guess as you say try to control them. Um, and he oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin. It wasn't just strangulation, right? It was it was a lot more horrific, horrific than that. Yeah, I mean, he would do stuff like drill holes in people's heads and pour boiling water in it. Yeah, yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, not that. Oh. I don't want to get too much. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Stuff. After all, uh, you know, we we we'll try to not delve into those dark <laughs> corners of the universe. But yeah, he would do absolutely horrific things um, as well. So uh, to pull that that quote out as well, um, there's a lot of weight to that. Um, mm. The fact that. I mean, the whole thing of sadists in general is just a very, I don't know, pretty icky for me. I don't really yeah. like to... Um, I mean, before credit to Max Bemis for, for, you know, fashioning a story around them. And it's great to see that Moon Knight 
um, can kind of beat the hell out of them. But it's also scary that kind of Moon Knight is, is in that, you know, is within that. Um, because I think what Bemis really is portraying here is that, obviously, you know, with Jake as one of the personas, there's a level of sadism in Moon Knight, mm-hmm. which is yeah. quite a scary thought indeed, if, if he's indeed a superhero. but um, And again, you get that kind of juxtaposition with him um, faced with his final trial of, I guess, killing this innocent thing, uh, young girl. Uh, but, you know, we see that he does the right thing and he says, stop it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not kill you and save you. So a lot of layers here with Moon Knight and... Um, and a really good quote by Jeffrey Dahmer. The other one at the end um, by... Oh, sorry, I am so uneducated. Is it is he a <laughs> psychologist or a philosopher, Carl Gustav he, Jung? He was a psychologist. He was uh, one of the Sigmund Psycho- Freud's like, um, right, protégés. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. And so he says a psychoneurosis must be understood ultimately as the suffering of a soul which has not discovered its meaning. Let's just let's just take a moment to let that sink in. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty <laughs> profound as well. Um, Connor, um, did you what did you make make much of this last uh, last bit of script here for this for this issue? Yeah, um, I mean psychoneurosis is kind of to mental illness within itself i believe like uh caused by stress and um like depression all that that kind of is like i believe to be dissociating from reality you kind of become this person you mentally almost become this person separated from reality and your actions and how you define yourself so i think um what this quote is almost saying is almost asking of like Moon Knight is his actions of sadism and like fighting because he hasn't found a meaning or hasn't found a purpose in his quest for vengeance and heroics or has he? Mm-hmm. I guess was how I took it. It's a you know it's yeah. quite the quote from quite a mind from yeah. Um, Dustin, any thoughts on this this final quote as well? Um. Well, I thought it was interesting that he used a Carl Gustav Jung quote because he came up with the uh, concept of collective unconscious. Okay. So I thought that, you know, because Mark with the DID yes. and all that. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was, that was sort of like, um, I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but uh, I thought that oh. was an interesting pick. Yeah. Very calculated, I'm, I'm sure, from, from Bemis. It's... Uh... Yeah, that, that's a that's a very good point to pick up. I didn't know that, Dustin. That's that's great. Um, oh, from what I thought from it, I th- I thought actually it was a, a double edged sword, so to speak. Um, so what that saying pretty much sums up. It it actually, uh, I, ca- I guess explains explains Moon Knight a bit more. Uh, you know, if we look at it about his psychoneurosis and he's still discovering himself, but it also empathizes in a, in a way the other sadists as well. So you don't only get sympathy for Moon Knight. So it's not like if we're talking about sadism and this psychoneurosis, it's not a, a purely evil thing. There's a there's a reasoning behind it, and that applies both to Moon Knight and and the sadists as well. So um, it's a it's a good way I think to to I guess almost humanize these these sadists before, which which was kind of fleshed out in the issue before as well. But it's easy to kind of um, I guess lump them as uh, 
uh, as pure evil beings. Not to say that I'm, I'm not siding on on the side of Satan <laughs> by any yeah. means. I'm just trying to trying to carefully word it. Um, but you know, they're human as well, um, so it does humanize them a little. And I think this quote by by Jung really really does kind of let you know that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. This I guess this issue almost looking back at it, you almost don't realize how much it asks of you to question Moon Knight's actions. I think. Mm. We really see a lot of what he does, especially in the second trial and the first trial, of like the actions he takes and what that makes him. Almost actions we expect from Moon Knight now, mm. but then the the two pages of two yeah two pages of full killer, you know, really ask us to dive deep. What becomes a dive deep into the you know mind of Moon Knight and how we see and how Mark sees himself. I think it's, I think this part especially could really be carried on into other writers. I think. Bemis really did a lot with this part, especially of understanding and pushing Mark mm. to the next phase of a really fleshed out individual and anti-hero sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a wake up call as well um, in the fact that we can be really desensitized now and we accept the fact that okay, oh look, Moon Knight he cut the face off Bushman, he um you know he he's a violent guy uh, he he doesn't. Um, walk the line like Captain America and stuff. But mm. what this issue does and what Bemis has done is that it really explores the violence that is within Moon Knight. And it is a bit of a uh, a shock to see the stuff like, you know, him eating the dolphin and, and all, all that sort of stuff. And him actually, there's a guy, the guy in the paper mache who's helpless and you have Moon Knight with a crescent dart just walking towards him with a bloodied hand. This is a really, a really dark character. You know, and and I think yeah. we we kind of get desensitized along the way because we just accept the fact that yeah he's one of the dark street levels, but we don't know. We have to be reminded every now and again on how dark he is. Similar to like you know the Punisher in the Punisher Max series, like that is one dark dude, you know, and mm-hmm. um you don't often see that. And this is kind of pushing the boundaries of how much I can show you how violent, how dark this guy is without turning it into a Max series. And I think that's um yeah. The hats off to Beamers for that. Um, yeah, Dustin. Uh, yeah, any any um, any final thoughts on this one? Um, uh, no, I, I, you know I really like yeah. the, the uh, what's his name, Uncle Ernst. Mm, I really um, like I, yeah. that that beginning portion where he's talking with like a little Moon Knight figurine. Yeah. Um, it's sort of it's like a framing to it. I really like that. Um, it's like he's talking to us, obviously. Um, yeah, was, yeah. I, I, know, I like that. <laughs> I, I um, I think I think I was reading this next to Eve, um, my partner, and I think she had a sideward glance because I think she saw him licking the the figure at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and this just kind of gave me a look like, what the hell are you, what the hell are you reading? And I said, yeah, that's <laughs> Moon Knight. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a bit of an odd character, and actually that will lead just to another um, open question to to you guys as well. What what do you think of um? The, the rogues galleries that, that Bemis has built, he has consciously expanded the villains gallery for, for Moon Knight. Um, what, what do you think of his, his new villains that he's presented? Uh, Connor? Uh, yeah, like, like I said, um, just sort of as I've been saying, I think while Bemis is heading off, I think there's so much to take from his run and so much I don't want to see go. I think, mm. you know, characters... I guess, like, Ernst now plays such an integral part to the character, but, you know, you've got um, the truth, you've got the Sun King, you've got that whole island we haven't even jumped back to yet, yeah. 
and we've now got this Society of Sadists. The Collective as well. The collective, yeah. Um, Maurice. Yeah. Maurice, whatever he is, yeah. And I think the character here as well and what he's doing with his mind, I hope really gets carried over because there's a lot of a lot of strands here to do really interesting things in the future. Mm. And I hope it just doesn't get shoved to the side. Yeah, for sure. And, and how about yourself, Dustin? Um, I, I like all the villains. I like the truth. I like, um, well, I mean, Sun King's probably my least favorite, but it's still pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I like Ernst. Um, I think he's a really complex character in that mm-hmm. he's... He's like, like if you were to make an evil character a Nazi, it's a pretty easy character to make evil. But he mm-hmm. made it, he's like even more so because he kills to make himself live longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just like, um, yeah. And yeah. I like the, the whole society of sadist concept. It kind of reminded me of like yeah. the Court of Owls, like Batman has. Not to make a mm. Batman comparison, but. <laughs> no, no, that's um, all right. <laughs> we're only um, allowed one Batman reference per okay. episode. So. <laughs> well, I, I got it in. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I just, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, exactly like you, um, Dustin. I was a little disappointed with the Sun King. Uh, he seemed very foreboding in the first. I think first one or two episodes, uh, issues. Yeah, um, yeah. But it wasn't as effective, or I didn't get as much from him as I had hoped by the end of Crazy Runs in the Family. Um, I love this idea of the Society of Sadists as well. Um, it's um, I'm hoping they can carry that further. I mean, we do see it at the end. He's surrounded by you know all the acolytes of these yeah. uh, of this society. I really want to see more of this actually and mm-hmm. and uh having chats with tommy as well um uh if we again okay second reference to batman if we were to <laughs> if we were to um liken you know there was all this talk about who the joker would be like the version of the joker would be to moon knight and for a long time we all thought it would be the sun king sun king it makes sense you know sun and the moon yeah. but it's edging more and more towards um uncle ernst isn't it yeah i think i think that's the one yeah, yeah. Um. So hopefully he's got all. He's got a weird getup as well. It's almost like the jester. He's like um his costume. Um, <laughs> yeah, I you're right. I don't know. I didn't... Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe I'm not a total fan, but I I do like the purple. Um, I think that's good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we give this uh, a rating from each of us? So. Dustin, again, being our special guest on tonight's show, would you like to kick us off? What would you give this? Moon Knight 198, Onslaught of the Sadists. Uh, what rating would you give this? Um, I think I'd probably go with like a three-quarter moon. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that you felt, it was felt a little rushed, um, mm-hmm. at least like you said earlier, but I liked it on the whole. You know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't struggle to finish it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I read, you know. So yeah, three no, quarters. Three quarters. That's a pretty de- decent score. Um, uh, Connor, yourself, what would you give this? Yeah, I've got to give this uh, three quarter moons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's it's it's definitely got its faults. You know, obviously we set up a society of sadists just to see them crumble so easily. Last issue, you know, that four especially. I think Ernst doesn't really get his due here either, outside of just being a a way to push the narrative and but. I think just on the whole, there's a great bit of dark humour, but at the end, I think this is just such an interesting and memorable introspection of the character from the opening with Fool Killer to what he does in this issue to the inner conflict of uh, Jake, Mark, Stephen, Conchu to the, you know, questioning who he is with 
killing the uh, young child, and there's just so much that goes into such a smart issue that really harkens back to what I think is still the standout of the run, issue 188. Mm. Just, oh. Beam is just pulling this incredible understanding of, you know, just character and all this. And I think I think it ends um, pretty satisfying for me. I think just cutting to the end, knowing that obviously he beats up these guys and escape. Like, he obviously realized we didn't need that issue Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he just wins and escapes, and I think, I think that itself is pretty smart. And I think if obviously two issues left, there probably won't be that much carryover to a sadly now cancel run. But I think if we see more of this in the next two issues and the future onwards, this isn't only a memorable issue but an important issue. So yeah, mm-hmm. three, uh, three, three quarter moon, three quarters in the moon. Nice one. Um, look, I'll have to be slightly different. I'll give it, um, I'll give it a half moon. Mm. Um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. Look, visually, I think it was absolutely stunning. I really loved uh, Matt Miller's colours on it. It's fantastic. And Burroughs' art, of course, top-notch. You know, we're talking top-tier artist here. Really good. Um, just putting it in context with the rest of Bemis's, uh, you know, uh, what is it, nine issues um, previous... Uh, there've been a lot of you know there've been a lot of really good issues in Bemis's run, and there've been a, a few flat ones as well. Um, just with this in context, and coming off the two arc uh, collective story, which I absolutely enjoyed, um, I, I really enjoyed one ninety seven as well. And, and again, comparing that to this, I've, again I, I just can't get past this the slight pacing issue I thought, and this feeling of it being rushed for me. So that's why I'm just going to take it down a notch, maybe give it half a moon. Um, but it is it is a worthwhile issue, and as you say, Connor, this may well be a very important issue with what springboards ahead, like not only for the rest of this volume, but but down the track for Moon Knight as well. So it'll be interesting to keep tabs on on Uncle Ernst and the Society of Sadists. Um, uh, the other good thing about this was how really how dark it took, uh, darker turn it took as well. Um, really getting into it and really revealing a lot of the violent tendencies of Moon Knight, which I thought was good. But yeah, Half a Moon, uh, I would say if I, if I have to compare it to, say, maybe the Collective Arc or 188 and 189, which I absolutely loved, uh, yeah, this would actually fall maybe just a little under it. So, mm. yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, there you go, loonies. Um, tell us your, your ratings as well on the on our Facebook group. Um, what did you think of this issue? Um, and speaking of which, actually, uh, if we can go back to... Oh, actually, before we go into Spectacle, um, sorry, guys, let's just take a quick short break to hear from another one of uh, our fellow collective members. Hi, this is Dave. And I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, we are back, loonies, and uh, we're in the final home stretch of this episode. We have a swag of feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, loonies. Um, so for our spectacle, we got a whole heap of feedback um, in our Facebook group and our Facebook page. As always, why don't we just um, grab grab one each and we'll go through these. Um, Dustin, would you like to go first? Sure. Um Nathaniel 
Kylo Munns said it was really cool to see Full Killer for sure, but other than that, I didn't really care for the issue much. I'll probably reread it just to make sure. <laughs> that that's my go-to as well, Nathaniel. You know, if I didn't like it that much, I'll give it another go. Maybe there's a maybe it's a grower, and um, I reckon it's good for a reread as well. I mean, it, it it's not it's not dialogue heavy, so um, it's it's easy to burn through it. Um, so it probably warrants another reread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Connor, do you want to grab the next one? Yeah, of course. From our uh, oh, my page disappeared. It's back. Uh, from our man on the street <laughs> himself, Tommy Cowell says, "In a pinch for time, hope to post more later." I think this is the best issue on the Beamus run, Ooh. but only because we're starting to see where Moon Knight slash Marsh Specter will end up as the run finishes. Many, many new de- details to explore here. Hope the podcast discussion dig deep and explores the Dharma and young quotes in context. MK definitely tore those setters apart at the end. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tommy. And uh, yeah, hope um, hope we did manage to discuss those quotes at the end adequately. But yeah, wow, one of the or the best issue in Bemis's run. Uh, that's a big. That's a that's a big one. Um, yeah, it's uh, really good. It was really good to see where Mark ends up. I'm I'm just still. I just can't wait to see. Oh, kind of happy and sad to see the last two issues. Um, just quite interested to see where this takes us. Um, Rebecca, our fellow high priest of Conchu, she says, I spent too much time looking at dolphins and rabies. Um, but you know, I was delighted by my guy Full Killer showing up. Uh, more later, depending on work and tattoo pain. So, Rebecca, all the best for um, hoping you're recovering okay with the tattoo. Um, Too busy being enamoured by the full killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoying uh, nice con as well, I'm sure. Sorry? Enjoying nice con as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, oh, plenty of distractions there for, for Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dustin? Uh, all right. Logan Ryan Simmons said, This issue had a very, uh, very climactic feel. Very much enjoyed it, but I certainly hope that this arc doesn't end with this issue. It says end, but I mean, really? Damn you, Ben uh, Bemis, sorry. You got me hooked. Uh, Three quarters, full moon. P.S. I'd throw down a ridiculous amount of money to get a variant of this issue, but in all purple instead of white. I hope that purple outfit comes back at some point. Ah, absolutely, Logan. (laughs) I think, yeah, we voice our opinions about that that purple costume. It's it's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, we don't get enough variants of Moon Knight, which I guess is a good and bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's Uh, a overwhelming. Yeah, save a bit of money. Like, can you imagine if you were a, a full-on Fantastic Four fan, you had to get those fifty-nine variants? Mm. What well, you know, if you wanted to. I mean, that's a... I know. I, I know uh, when they released Rebirth Harley Quinn, I got like fifteen of them. Whoa! <laughs> it was, yeah, I went a little ham on that. But that's great, though. I mean, you know, yeah. it's good for the industry, and it really does. You know, if you really do love the character, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to get as many variants of Moon Knight as I can. But I'm happy that they're kind of measured. You know, there's only three or four yeah. of them. So, yeah. Uh, Hector Robertson. He actually gave us a couple of comments. Uh, one on the Facebook group, and one on our Facebook page. Uh, first, he says a big bag of nope for me. Uh, followed, <laughs> followed by wasn't my thing. <laughs> A new creative team, Stat. While I enjoyed Bemis's Full Killer Mini, I think he was miscast writing Moon Knight. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, ex- exactly. Everyone's got um, their views on it. Uh, some people do like the Bemis's run, others not. Um, absolutely, 
agree with you, Hector, with the full killer mini. I thought that was a, a fantastic run by Bemis. Um, I liked I liked Bemis's run in Moon Knight. Oh, I, I still do in the last two issues to come. Um, oh, sorry, and there's the last bit. I did like what full killer had to say about Mark's mental health. That was an interesting take on it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's really good to see. I don't think it's very often we see Full Killer and Moon Knight together. So um, it was really good to see the two in Bemis's run. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll jump on the next one by uh, Levy Lacion. Maybe hit us up with how you say that because it's a cool <laughs> last name. He says, "Okay, Morpheus is still a thing. Good to see him." I agree. Really good issue. Not much I can say that hasn't already been said in this third already, I suppose. Although I'm a bit curious as how we're going to get to what happens in next week's issue, going by the preview from where this month's ended. Yeah. I know there's so many questions put up. Um, Two more issues to go. But we have the bumper 200, so that's going to be a double-sized one, right? So I'm sure, unless there's a backup story... And it will probably be a nice way to close out the series with a with a um, a lengthier last issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got no. I'm drawing a blank on where else this goes because I'm, I've got in my head the Becky Cloonan covers to the last two issues, Dustin and and, and Connor. Like you know how he's got that almost Cthulhu creature yeah. in the background. Maybe mm. maybe the Society of Sadists are like a Cthulhu cult. They're <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they, yeah, yeah maybe right? they can summon summon him up or something. Um, yeah. yeah, that's where the dolphin came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another power. Yeah, grow a mustache, yeah. or you can summon dolphins. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dustin, why don't you take the next two? Because you got a pretty short yeah. one coming up. <laughs> uh, Neil Matthews said, "Great issue." Cool. Um, thank you, thank you, Neil. Yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. And it was. And, yeah, it was. Uh, and Josh Johnson said, I think one of the issues I, I have with Bemis's run is that each arc is an issue too short. Mm-hmm. This arc had a great first part, and it potentially could have been a really solid three or four issue story. Um, but again, being a two issue arc doesn't give it enough time to be fully fleshed out. All the characters that got cool and interesting backstories in the previous issue don't even make an appearance in this issue. Um no, they did, didn't they? Um, oh yeah, he fights them, yeah. right? Is that what, that, that was like? Yeah, he fought. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. weren't. They weren't that. Okay, I, I just I was confused. Uh, what was even the point then? Why even use almost an entire issue to show them if they're not even going to be used? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they weren't. Yeah, uh, it could have been more. Yeah, I think, I think that's where it's leading to. Yeah, they, yeah. they could have been. Yeah, that, I mean, there was. I think that's what I mentioned as well. They were such a big lead up to them. And yeah. uh, they get disposed of in one page, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I thought this issue was fine, except for the abrupt end, which just demonstrated my argument for it needing to be another issue longer. It was cool seeing Morpheus, and also, did the sadists have a effing helicarrier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. How is that even possible? Burroughs' art is better than ever before. This was a good last solo issue for him. I kind of dug the purple Moon Knight costume. Would like to see that that pop up again. Overall, I'd give it a first quarter moon, half moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope the last two issues of this run really knock it out of the park. Yeah, thanks, Josh Geronimo Johnson, and um, and again, I just want to thank Josh as well so much for taking the reins for last episode, episode fifty-seven, with his good mate Chris. Uh, thanks, Josh. That was a fantastic 
um, review of what we'd, we'll call the round robin prelude. But yeah, very interesting points here as well. I, I wonder if they have a, a secondhand like sales lot similar to secondhand cars. <laughs> yeah, if they have secondhand helicarriers. Yeah, shields old helicarriers. <laughs> yeah, I guess how many times has Shield gone out of business? You could probably get them, you know, dirt. Yeah, cheap. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Liquid. Yeah, just look at, uh, yeah, exactly. Look on Gumtree or something. You'll probably find one. Um, but yeah, true. Um, they seem to have a lot of money, um, but you know, a lot of evil organizations yeah. do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, similar, Josh, yeah, to, to what we mentioned as well. Um, I thought as well it was a slightly shorter issue, uh, shorter arc than it could have been. Um, I totally agree with, with the sadist being kind of disposed of quite easily. But yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. The the purple, it seems like everyone loves it. So bring it on. It's yeah. good. Um, Connor, I'll, sorry, I, I jumped in before last time. I think you should grab this one. Oh, by Luis Noel uh, Brambilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, constantly uh, around the group. Great guy. I always see him in these uh, issue discussions. Yeah. So uh, he says, I actually enjoyed bits and pieces of this issue. I like seeing Morpheus back, but not the way he was portrayed. It took one of MK's biggest villains and kind of just threw him away. Kind of like Bushman. I appreciate the direction mm. they're trying to go. I really mm. do. But sometimes there just isn't enough uh, there to really develop the storyline. It's so close, yeah. though, but just falls short for me. Some elements are funny and entertaining, and I appreciate that these issues aren't super dark. I don't feel MK needs to be, but I wish they would have slowed down and try not to innovate so much and just stuck to the basics. Yeah, a lot of good points there, Luis. Um, and I think that was you've worded it the way I was trying to describe it earlier as well. It kind of... Uh, they're so close. Uh, there's this feeling of being so close but falling just a little bit short. Um, just like there's a lot of setup, which is really great, um, but feels that there's so much more story to tell, and, and I agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, similar with Morpheus um, back, or one pager. Hopefully he'll come back more. I'd like to see Burroughs. I know Burroughs is ending his run, but I'd like to see... Again, another uh, depiction, a visual depiction of Morpheus again. He's such a cool character. It's a shame that he only got a short time here. Um, and, yeah, uh, funnily enough, I thought I thought that this issue was kind of super dark. I mean, it, it did have the, the humour in it as well, but um, I felt it was uh, really did kind of delve deep into, as mentioned, the violence of Moon Knight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Finally, we have one of our newest Looney members, John Walton Jr. Welcome, welcome, John, um, and happy to read out your comments here. John says, I am a big fan of Moon Knight. I had collected every issue from the beginning, but lost all in a fire. Wow. Oh. I know, that's terrible. Wow. I love the early artwork and the writing, but the new series, uh, the artwork is not that great. Uh, I will buy an issue here and there. I was able to pick up some older issues, uh, series one through nine which was nice to read again waiting for moon night waiting for a moon night show hopefully uh yeah thank you john it's uh that's terrible to hear losing a whole collection yeah oh my god i I don't know if you guys have have fears of that as well i I have a fear of like because i'm in an apartment building and you know if there's Mm. a fire or something then that's it the whole collection's kind of (laughs) gone um yeah, Dustin, do you do you keep yours in long or short boxes? Are they in the garage? Are they somewhere safe in the attic? What, what's, um, what's that deal? They're in like this little side room we have that it's like a well, we've called it a ready room, but uh-huh. it's where we keep our extra clothes. 
Um, that's where I stick. They're, they're in like, um, some of them are in short boxes. Some of them are in these, uh, bread boxes I got from work that fit comp right. perfectly. I discovered they were free. <laughs> <Cool>. So <laughs> yeah, nice. Why not? Yeah. And Connie, you've got yours, um, safely stashed. Yeah. Uh, let me guess a, uh, just in a, a controlled environment room, hermetically sealed. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> the, just beside my bed, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of pretty, uh, just, Probably could be in safer location. Say that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, same as well. I got mine in uh, short boxes in my closet. Rapidly running out of space. Hopefully, um, I don't know where where else can you put them. Far out. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway, um, hopefully they don't get mouldy. But but yeah, sorry to hear about that, John. And uh, yeah, we all hope for a moonlight show as well. Uh, we we've discussed that. Uh, from time to time on the show, uh, let's just hope, fingers crossed, that something will eventuate. I know uh, Chris Brewster, one of the stuntmen from um, from the Netflix shows and from Winter Soldier. He, uh, yeah, he wants to be Moon Knight, which is pretty good. I, mm. I'd be happy with that. I don't know how his acting chops are, but yeah, bring it on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, loonies, that pretty much wraps up this uh, this episode, episode fifty-eight. I would like to, Dustin, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's oh. been it's been really cool to to have a chat with you. Um, always good to see you in the in the loony group as well, and to interact. Um, yeah, and please come on the show whenever you want. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, I, I hope to actually delve deeper into your Isla Ra, your books as well. So um, Dustin has given me a list. So uh, Connor, I'm not sure if you've seen that as well. I'll probably have to lean towards your your um, expertise in one of Dustin's Ooh. books at least. Oh. <laughs> but we, we won't mention it now, no, because it's all encrypted. You know, it's all going to be a surprise on, on Secret, the day. Safe yeah, uh, but yeah, look forward to that. And yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a hoot. Connor... As always, uh, it's been a while, far out. It's been nice chatting with you. It's, um, it's yeah, been too long between drinks, I think. Hello? Oh, sorry, I cut out there. <laughs> oh, no, no. I wasn't no, sure no. what I missed. <laughs> I thought that was... I was hoping I could just slide back in there casually, obviously not. No worries. I, 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 that. <laughs> I thought it was a dramatic pause. I thought it was something, you know, give it a bit of weight. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> alrighty, let me... Oh, gosh, I, I haven't I haven't got this pulled up at the moment. But um, as always, loonies... Well, not as always. As recently, we are following the phases of the moon. So as mentioned, uh, keep your eyes out. Apart from this show, which will come out soon, um, in a day's time afterwards or so, you will also be treated with an Isla Ra session with Rebecca, Connor and myself. We go through Rebecca's great book. So that's coming out because it is a waning gibbous um, at the moment. Next week, next phase of the moon, we will be... It will be a waning crescent. Um, so we will be looking at uh, a classic run again of Moon Knight, going through Moon Knight throughout the ages um, from Go to Woe. And we'll be looking at the Hulk magazine, Volume 1, Issue 20. Now, just a little side note here, and I will remind everyone, the the next appearance of Moon Knight is actually, Hulk, uh, is actually Marvel Preview 21. But um, I will find out the notes. Connor and I actually have already reviewed that. 
all the way back oh, yeah. in one of the earlier episodes that we've done. So um, instead of reviewing it again, um, I thought I'd just reference in it, reference it, and we'll just jump to the next one, which is Hulk Magazine issue twenty. So get your issues ready for that, loonies, and get your feedback in on that. That should be a good classic run. Um, again, yes, as always, thank you so much, um, Dustin, again, for coming onto the yes, show. Yes, thank you very much. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and Connor, where can loonies find us? They can find us our own little website with all our episodes, <laughs> newsletters, all that great stuff. Uh, Into the Night Podcast at WordPress.com, our Facebook page where we post all our updates, uh, episodes, all that, uh, Facebook.com slash ITK Moon Knight, our group as well, which is just on fire lately, mm. Facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon Knight. Please, everyone, come down. It's such a great little community. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's existed before even the podcast started, so yeah. Yeah, we were known uh, as the Fist of Conchu back then as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you want to get in contact with us, our email is itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, our Twitter is at itkmoonnight. Uh, we, yeah really active on there as well we've got mm-hmm. instagram tumblr youtube we're on podcast catches just search into the night a moon night podcast we're big enough to get hits on the google search engine so uh we should be there when you look for us yes exactly um and before we go i'm just going to ask uh dustin to sign us off but just in case Dustin, you don't know the sign-off. I am typing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I saw it appear in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh, yep. Excellent. Uh, would you like to sign us off, Dustin? Uh, yeah. Um, may Kanshu watch over the denizens of the night. Thank you very much. Catch you later. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.